filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been way too long. I'm in Boston, Massachusetts at the home of Pundit, Cindy Harrington. <laughs> and we are on with Dara Richie O'Brien and in the background, executive producer from Why Will and Dragons fame, Dan O'Brien may, may or may not pipe in. Dara and Cindy, I believe both of you are beginning what are 10 to 14 day vacations today. Dara, how do you feel about that? Ooh, I feel three vodkas in is how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> and a better answer has never been uttered. Um, before I ask Cindy how she's doing. Don't even ask me now. <laughs> uh, I, now I know why you suggested we do a boozy, a boozy Southern Charm uh, finish. Because you were going to be there anyway. And I appreciate that a lot. Um, anyway, can you hand me my wallet really quickly, Cindy? Sure. Sorry. We're, this is We use... Wallets as microphone uh, prop stands too here in the freestyle because that's how we that's how we do it. I got to keep you upright here, Dara. All right. Anyway, um, Cindy, how's your your first few hours of vacation going? Pretty pretty good. You got a glass of wine in you? I do. Feeling good? Yeah. And it, it, I tell you what, um, the one thing I want to say really quickly before I get into fake band name of the week, which I think you're gonna like, Dara, uh, is my last podcast. We had we had to take two weeks off. Because of how devastated Andrew Patterson and I were, we had to break up with Westworld at the end of season two. But if you guys, you ladies, and the listeners remember, by the way, filibuster freestyle for gosh sakes, Gavin Viano, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even introduce the show. But I'm the least imbibing of alcohol, so that we're, maybe I need it. Maybe I need a glass of wine. Anyway, uh, we broke up with Westworld, and I said to Cindy earlier during our pre-show meeting. Um, last year I basically broke up with Southern Charm and somehow, some way we did a pod like over the, the fall or the winter about can Andy Cohen save Southern Charm? And I guess he proved me wrong. The answer is absolutely gosh darn lutely. My God, he's a genius, isn't he? Holy crap. Did they come back strong? Uh, fake band name of the week is non sequitur explosion. And that is in honor of the last three minutes of Southern Charm season five when Ashley, just says non sequitur mic drops, and Catherine still comes back with the greatest mic drop of all, which we may or may not add utter to end this podcast. Uh, I was just about to ask Dan when you called, could I change my bio line and my Instagram to that line? Like, yes. Is that too much? Right. And for those of you who don't know what that line is, we will somehow do an edited version of that before we sign off. <laughs> On what was, in my opinion, the best, ver the best season of Southern Charm ever, uh, Cindy, what do you think about that bold claim by me, who didn't even watch the first two seasons? Um, sure. I don't, you know, seasons two and three were pretty good, so. All right, so maybe recency bias. I'm like an OG kind of girl, but I, I really did enjoy this season. Dara, where, where do you rank season five amongst the top, well, the only five seasons, top five? <laughs> um, I would say, yeah, probably... It, it's top tier for sure. Yeah. But that season one cliffhanger and they come back and Catherine and Thomas have a baby and we were like, is the show even going to last? Like I didn't even watch it because I was like, I don't think that this show's going to make it. And then they come back and have the baby and then season two was lit. Season, so, season two was the big draw uh, for a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. Fair. You guys are in it more than me, which is why I host Many topics on this show, but you guys are the experts on this. Um, really quick, places listening. Number one, first time ever, Hinsdale, Illinois, which I believe is the home of my cousin Mike's grandmother, Fifi. I'm not sure if Fifi is lighting up the freestyle or not in Chicagoland, but gosh, I hope she is. Uh, number two is London, the UK. Some of you might have heard of it. Pretty sure it was Roger Federer listening to the freestyle during Wimbledon. Obviously. Uh, or somebody else. And Asper Virginia, of course, our friends. They're usually gold or silver medalists. Add a bronze to your collection, my unknown friends. I literally still have no idea who you are. Really appreciate the fact that you like the show as much as, I guess, me and nobody else. Maybe my <laughs> mom and dad. Um, and all of our fans in places like Spain, Germany, Russia, France, Australia, Brazil, and this week, the United Arab Emirates. So unofficial sponsor of the week, Fly Emirates Airlines. Um, and then let's get into the show. So I sent you guys a couple of pre-canned questions before I even watched and actually, Cindy, too, even watched 
the final episode of this season, season 13, aptly titled Ho, 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 Plan Words. So my first question, I'll go to Dara first. Did anybody have a better turnaround from season four to season five than our friend Craig? Yeah, I mean, the answer is yes. So a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> I think your assessment of Craig's turnaround is interesting because I don't see how he turned around very much. I mean, did you see that last scene with him and Cam yes. in his house? Ooh, yes. Well, I hadn't seen that yet. Okay. Because <laughs> that actually negates my... Fair. But you're right. Uh, Maybe turn around in likability. Yeah, that was my, my, my the meaning of my question. Because my because what I sent you guys was, I said it's not like he has improved who he is as a person. It's just that he's more fun to have around as Craig than he was last season. No, I 100 percent agree. He he just being with him feels a lot better. Yeah, yeah. And but. I mean, I think the obvious answer to that question is Catherine. Like, she's really done, like, mm-hmm. you know, the zero to hero uh, turnaround. But I think that my sleeper answer is Whitney. I have loved every minute, pound for pound. Whitney has been my favorite character this season. Track suits, glass jackets, great one liner. I'm into it. <laughs> He's unbelievable. I said to Cindy tonight when we were watching it. He went up to, to Ashley and said she looked like, I don't know, like Aubrey Hepburn. Like, even when he hates somebody and whatever, he just, like, says the most unbelievable dig, but also super classy and nice to that person, like, how they're taking it. And I'm like, he's so good. And Sandy's like, that's why he's the producer. Yeah. So good. He's so good. Good answers. He said to, uh, when JD, that garbage human, said, well... <laughs> If we were still married, I don't know if I'd let her be wearing that out of the house about his now, you know, strange wife, yeah. wife, Elizabeth. And Whitney, without missing a beat, said, is she available? I was like, yes! It was just great. Spot on. Real, really quickly, uh, Cindy, you had two hot takes on JD. One was uh, he looked like he was on another show. when he, <laughs> he walked in that mink and Cindy says... Well, I actually read this on Twitter, so I can't take full credit for it. But someone wrote, why did JD show up in a Game of Thrones costume? <laughs> yes, it was Kate from Below Deck tweeted that. Yeah. Nice. Yes, that was it. Yes. Shout out to Kate from Below Deck. You're welcome on the freestyle anytime. Kate Chastain. But then, oh, I don't yeah. know if this one was yours or not, but you basically said that it looked like he covered his face in what? Oh, I said it looked like he rubs his face with a tomato before he arrived there. Like, beet red. Yeah, dude, yeah. maybe don't have so much gentry bourbon. Oh, wait, it's gone. In that case, Knob Creek bourbon before you show up. And in all white, you know, like, you know, your vest and your shirt are bright white, and you're in a dark, you're in a dark black suit jacket. So your face is not going to look very good if your face is beet red from being an alcoholic. Boom, roasted. And that's all I really want to talk about with JD this season, because he's the worst. Yeah. Which is probably why they took him out of they took him out of circulation pretty hard. Real quick. And we'll get it we'll get into a couple other characters who we didn't really see all season until the season finale. Um, Cindy, what do you think really quickly on okay, we I think you probably agree with Dara on the Craig answer. That's fine. So who do you got for actual biggest turnaround this season in terms of character likability or just as a human being? Um I mean, Catherine's kind of a no-brainer. Catherine, too. yeah, Catherine is is the lead there. Um, I would say I do like the fact that Naomi has kind of become her own person this season, and I find her very likable. Um, I think in a, a opposite type of way, Austin for me has taken the biggest downturn. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Well, let's talk about Austin Unintended. now. Let's talk about Austin now because um, I wasn't going to ask this question, but it, go, it goes into my Whitney thing, which is he walked over and basically started the riot at this year's ball. You know, we'll get into that later. But we were like, why would you do that? And then my whole thing was because Whitney is such a good producer, he probably walked over to Austin and said, hey, if you call Thomas's girlfriend an escort and start a riot, I'll give you 100 bucks because you have no job, as Jay Snow pointed out tonight. So I, yeah, you know what was the most ridiculous and ironic moment of the entire time was when the guys were trying on tuxedos and it was Craig, Shep, and Austin, none of whom are employed. Three unemployed white males. Three unemployed white males right. talking about 
uh, how Ashley doesn't have a job and is sponging off of Thomas. I was like, uh, guys, turn around, look yeah. in the mirror. Like, talk I, about I, being some thirsty bees. Those guys are thirsty bees. Yeah, you said it. <laughs> uh, far, far for me to pick up for Ashley, but I was just like, you've got to be kidding me right now. Yeah, completely. No, no, no. I mean, we're not going to even attempt to give her any props. But that was, I think that was one thing, and he said something to her. I don't even remember what it was. It doesn't even matter. Maybe we'll get to it. But I think you, you know where I'm going. So you go ahead, because it was your comment. You said, like, this is the one time in this whole show I don't hate Aston the most. Oh, because he was delivering yeah. some kind of comeuppance to Ashley. Yeah, and so Cindy was like, "Oh, I kind of like him right now." Yes, exactly. <laughs> like right now, it's cool, but the rest of it, no. All right, so let's get into his because this week it seems like right before the finale, Austin, America's sweetheart, also the most boring guy in the world, and also a mouth breather and like weird big big tongue talker, and also his belly was hanging out of his suit. That looks tough. Right. So basically, he's going from you're 22, you can do whatever you want, to you're 26, and you probably need to start watching what you're doing, or you really are going to be Shep. And then he went out, and some some floozy <laughs> videotaped him and his girlfriend breaking up when he, she found him in the sack with another floozy. Two. Well, no, because one of them was taping it, right? No, they both were in the sack with him. Who put the I think his girlfriend taped it when she walked in or something. Oh, so the girlfriend set up a phone and then started the thing. I was wondering how the person who was filming was keeping it so still. I think, yeah, I think yeah. they had it on something. It was a desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a desk. <laughs> Credit to that desk for some great paparazzi work. See, the way I heard it explained to me in my head, not how it was told to me, but how I heard it, was that some one of the two girls that were in bed decided to get out of bed or whatever, start her phone up when the girlfriend lady, what's her name? Madison. That's how Austin says it. It's Madison. Uh, it's, a, it's an audio podcast, but the ladies like the visual on that one. Um, anyway, when he was screaming Madison's name with his tongue tied, um, I thought it was one of the ladies who was in bed who'd gotten out of bed and was taping it. But I thought she'd also be kind of like jarring, you know, Right. Blair Witch Hunt kind of like camera work, but it was like so still, and I'm like, this girl's a pro. Yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of, I can't of see that like in my head. I was like fine with Austin. I don't really care about him either yeah. way. Yeah, zero feelings really. Really, which is fine. But after that, uh, just the way that he kept saying, like making her feel like she was crazy when yeah. he was in bed with two other women, right. I was like. She has a kid. Like, yeah, so bad for her because they like Instagram storied the next day together in bed together. So you know right. she's dumbed up, but whatever. Yeah, At the moment I feel really bad, and I can't unsee him. I just feel like that's who he really is. Yep, exactly. Because no, he didn't know the cameras were on him. Obviously, correct. And right. yeah, he's just, and it makes you wonder. Now, all the stories he told about that Victoria girl who was on the show this season. Yeah. Like, what's the real tale there? Because mm -hmm. he also called her crazy. Okay. Agreed. Um, I want to make a move to uh, anybody else besides him. Bigger heel turn. I think T-Rav in real life has gone even further. Right? I mean, Austin getting caught, reality superstar, morning after, infidelity. I mean, I'm not going to stay here and say it's okay, but I'm just saying, were we that shocked that somebody, do you know what I mean? But T-Rab is like, it's, since the last time we all talked, to my knowledge, T-Rab has been like charged with sexual assault. Yes. In real life, post-season five. Yes. Yeah. So like... I'm thinking it's going to go from 50-50 custody, which, by the way, congratulations, Catherine. They let us know that at the end of the show. I don't know where it is. Maybe you guys know. Maybe you don't. To like, It could be 100% Catherine's custody real soon because my man could be a two-time felon. Yeah. I mean, I I hope that it turns out okay for her. That would be some sweet karma, wouldn't it? Like, Yeah. It would just be – it would feel like it was all ending the way that it was supposed to end with that whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. True, yeah. but I just, oh man, I mean. Those poor kids. Those poor kids, Jeez. yeah. I know. All right, let me get, let's get some lighter stuff, because really that's about as dark as it can get. Yeah, um, let's turn this around. No matter how, what your answer is, I mean, like, listen, do you guys agree with me that Chelsea is essentially the breakout star of season five in terms of joining the cast late comp compared to everybody else and really rising up quickly? I mean, last year she got brought on for a segment of the reunion. 
You know, and this year she's going to be front and center on the couch. Mm-hmm. So I think she's a breakout star of season five in terms of the, the main cast. What are you guys' yeah. thoughts, Cindy? Um, you know, her storylines were a little boring, I mm-hmm. thought. But I kind of, no, I mean, like, I did enjoy getting to know more about her. And, yeah, she's like a full-fledged cast member now. Um, and her, I thought her thing with Austin was pretty, like, blah. Um, so I don't know if she's necessarily like the breakout. I feel like Naomi got more of a stronghold than she did. Fair. Oddly, though, Naomi's still technically not a main yeah. character, and Chelsea Chelsea is. Dare, do you agree with... Well, what are your thoughts? I don't care if you agree with... I care if you agree or not with Cindy, but I really care what you think. <laughs> I, I like Chelsea in terms of if I was going to hang out with one person in real life, I'd probably want to hang out with her. It's a yeah. great like, assessment. I think she seems the most fun and normal and chill. Um, and I also think, and I feel like maybe I said this before, but I feel like with Cam kind of on the bench, they needed her this season to kind of step up. Now, if Cam was still a full cast member this year, she was basically like a half cast member. Mm-hmm. Um, would Chelsea's role have been like quite as big? I don't know. Those girls all did genuinely like each other. Like even Danny was kind of, like a main cast member even though she's not technically a cast member so right that was nice it was refreshing i liked like the girl power yeah the girl power was definitely a theme throughout and it seems pretty genuine which is even better i mean anytime a reality show actually is genuine good characters or good things going on versus like fake friendships or genuine like evil or vileness or just pettiness i mean it just feels a little better for, for everybody including the viewers maybe not always as exciting but I think better for everybody. I just want—I asked you guys this question kind of in the pre-show. Is, is Chelsea kind of like an America's sweetheart type or more like a secret sniper? Because my one assessment of her and why I like her is I feel like, one, she's not afraid. But two, she kind of finds a way to like stir the pot like like in, in a very nonchalant way. But she did it like four or five times this season, whether it was with Austin's lady friend, the one that we were talking about, where he, she was kind of doing the huggy things in the boat. I know that was more Naomi's father posting it. But she said this, like, when Naomi was letting JD have it, she, like, kind of was like, yeah, you might be a really good liar. Like, she was very good You're at kind of, like, artist. the extra push over the ledge. Like, somebody else would take it to, like, the 50-50 and the room would be quiet and she'd be like, eh. You know? But, like, in her little T-Rav sweetheart. on the boat. She got into it with T-Rav on the boat. She got it into Ashley and the stairway. Chelsea. Right. Oh, yeah. Chelsea. So we really, I think she was really the one who. I forgot about that. Like. Like, we knew, we, we obviously now know Chelsea is a nutbag. We're going to table that. I don't mean Chelsea. I'm sorry, Chelsea. Ashley's a nutbag. We're praising Chelsea. D- Dara's looking at me like I was like, it's five like heads. No, no, no. Sorry, everybody. I'm not going to edit it out. Rewind. I meant Ashley. But Chelsea's seen with her on the stairs at Hilton Head when she had no reason to go into her weird filibustering, like saying the person's name over and over again for like emphasis. And then Chelsea finally started like mimicking into her face and was like, Oh, stop calling me Chelsea. Chelsea. Stop. Like, and it's like, wow, this Ashley lady's a nutbag. She's legitimately crazy. Like, it yeah. wasn't like, oh, they're bullying her. Oh, she's stressed out. Oh, she doesn't. Like, it was like, no, she's showing us that she's crazy. And it was the first of, like, six more crazies. I think I think Chelsea's just, like, the type of girl that, like, has your back no matter what. And yep. I think that's where she came in in those situations. Like, she was backing Naomi in that situation. Right. She was trying to protect Catherine on the boat with yeah. Thomas. I think she's just like a rider. well, I know we... Ride or die. I know Naomi doesn't like that term, but I think she is like a ride or die, and she's got, she's got your back. Sure. Yeah. Which is why I you probably want to hang out with her. I do think that she plays like, she's kind of like dumb like a fox with the whole Austin guy situation where she's like, what, me? You know, like... Yeah. Said that in the pre-show, Gav, and I I do agree with that. Yeah, she does a little bit of like a southern who me, and that like she's really yeah. knows exactly what she's doing. Not that that's southern right. to my southern friends, but it's a very polite way to kind of stir the pot, which I think is in, is more indicative of the south instead of up here, where you be like you see c word, f word, whatever, you know. Kids, <laughs> kids awesome. on long country cross country trips, your parents look those up or don't. <laughs> Askjeeves.com. Don't blame Uncle Gav, blame Ask Jeeves. Okay, um, this is an amazing pre-show question because now having seen the finale, I know that my question was a thousand percent wrong. I'm going to read it anyway and let you guys let me have it. I wrote to you, 
I know you ladies love Catherine. I'm glad she's growing up. But here's a hot take. She's boring AF. Prove me wrong. We didn't have to prove you wrong. She proved you wrong. 100% (laughs) true. (laughs) Like, what is a finale if Catherine is not screaming at someone on those... In, in a ball gown with, by the pillars outside with like a cigarette in her hand. Yep. Like that is that is the finale of Southern Charm. That is the magic of Southern Charm. Yep. You got to put her in some pearls and a tiara, tiara, however you want to say it. Tomato, tomato. Remember last year they were at some, they were upstairs at JD's bar that we were at once upon a time. Yes. And... It was the saddest finale. Like, I don't even know. I'm not even sure how it ended. It was so bad. Well, because she lost last year. Like, she was the unhinged one last year. It was Landon's fault, and Landon was gone. But, but like, Catherine did not come off, like, as a winner. Right. Right. We need a ball. Like, that's how you have to end it. That guy, Cooper, used to have that ball every year. And then they did play with Cooper. And we were just stuck to being upstairs at JD's bar last year. And it did not feel... You know, like the gravitas that we needed. And this year, we went back to it. And Patricia even upped it one more. I was like, I'm going to make everyone wear white tails and kiss my ring when they walk in. And it's going to be so amazing. And and we're going to fake snow. It was so great. Yeah, and that just goes to show you that season four of Southern Charm is like Rocky Five with Tommy Gunn and like Rocky going bankrupt. And if you're doing this finale at JD's now defunct bar instead of a gosh darn ball, that's on you. Yes. But you come back strong with a white tail gala. That's like Rocky Balboa coming back into Creed with Michael B. Jordan instead of getting in the ring as a 65-year-old man and making me believe he's a boxer. No. Just be who you are. Evolve. Evolve. Keep the bones and evolve. And they did. They did. And Catherine might drop the crap out of it. We're going to save it till the end. But gosh darn it. She proved me wrong. You guys didn't even need to. It's unbelievable. It's almost like I knew what I was doing, but I didn't. Okay. <laughs> This I also wrote. <laughs> oh boy. As a kind of joke, which is also not even funny, even in the slightest anymore, because the answer is yes. Ashley, colon, most hated character is seen in season five. Anybody else even close? Question mark? Nope. No. No. Man, they silenced all the answers. They brought everything home. I, I love this finale. It was good. Did you feel that Ashley was just, she had a long uh, laundry list of lines that she wanted to say. Yeah. Like, I imagine her sitting in her rented apartment by Thomas every night with her head on her pillow, just being like, oh, and then she's taking notes in her iPhone, like, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say that. And then just a verbal, like, diary and everything to Catherine that night, and just because they didn't even make sense, like, to your point, like, the non-sequitur. It was just one line after the other, and I'm like, she's not even that clever to come up with that stuff in the moment. No. It's, just- it's definitely all pre-rehearsed, and it's, I was saying to Gav, it's hard because she's, like, so terrible at the fighting, but she's also really, really good because she just, like, she's like a tornado, and you can't keep up with her. So it's really hard to even participate in the argument with her it actually reminds me uh i was just thinking about the Catherine landon fights and some of the other Catherine fights and even though i i i agree like landon had to go and she was the worst and i don't want to take her side on this landon would try to say something and Catherine would just make crazy eyes and again she was you know in a darker place then sure and, sure. and maybe a more nonsensical place for, for reasons which are well documented. And I'm not going to drag her through the mud on that. She's done a great job turning it around. But Ashley was saying things that were either rehearsed or just crazy pill land because your brain's not in the right place. Because to your point, Cindy, to your point, Dara, she was not responding with like, Catherine said this. And then I thought of like a tangible, relevant comeback. It was like, oh, line three is I'll pray for you. Line six is like your terrible mother line seven you know she was just dropping the line she could remember from her damn notebook instead of actually having a conversation and she was trying to mic drop but it was just again just a crazy lady showing us her crazy yeah that being said whoever wrote that line you're nothing but an egg donor was was pretty good i have to say that was pretty good oh it's brutal she definitely (laughs) was like i'm saving that one for the ball but the worst yeah this is my best line yeah 
drop this at the very end. This one comes at the ball. Right. This will get me on the reunion show for sure. Yes. And if her goal was to get on the reunion show and like try to make a go of it like in her own 15 minutes, which I think is everybody's goal, right, on that show, then I think that like going bat crate badass crazy at the end couldn't help, couldn't hurt. You know, right. can't hurt. Didn't you notice too how Catherine's outside having her cigarette in the exact same spot that Landon came at her two seasons ago? Oh, yes, yeah. and I was like, Ashley, that polo rat, as they called her, was like very aware of that. I think it was like I'm going to go have a conversation with her, and I'm going to be that in that scene now. That's going to be me. I'm going to recast myself. Like she's so thirsty yeah. that she was like, I'm going to put myself in that scene now. She's so unoriginal. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. by the way, just to remind the fans who maybe either just like casual listeners of this show or casual viewers of Southern Charm or both. Uh, Landon, I believe you guys told me is the person who kind of like is a friend, an actual friend or acquaintance of Ashley out West and introduced Thomas to Ashley, probably at a polo match. It sounds like <laughs> that's my JD laugh. It felt good. <laughs> I've been working on that one. I've been working on it. I was on a plane, like better, better part of the last two days. So I've been working. All the people sitting next to me are like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm like, you got any gentry bourbon? And they're like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Anyway, that wasn't planned. Non sequitur explosion for me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought it was pretty epic. It was epic, and we'll get into it. But the, she's the most hated. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Um, here was an award that uh, Sadie made a good point earlier. I do think Naomi has taken a very strong position in the show relative to just being Craig's girlfriend two seasons ago and kind of emerging a little as a guest star last season. Um, but I do feel like she, in my mind, wins the Burned Out Quickly Award in that she called out JD in episode one and two, like very central drama at the beginning of the season, called out Elizabeth, JD's estranged wife, for like basically showing up with him at a party, uh, called out Peyton, uh, called her a thirsty bee in like season, sorry, episode four or five. Then she apologized to Peyton and then she tried to like go back to her bashing of Craig role but because her and Craig aren't together anymore and Craig kind of like flipped it at least until the final episode, <laughs> you know, I feel like she kind of just faded back into like being like, all right, like we like her. She's okay. But I think she she came out real hot in the first five, just like taking names and whatever. And then I feel like she really faded. What, any, any thoughts on that? I agree with that. But she still had a storyline that played out. She also had that incident with Patricia where she tried to stand up for Catherine. Mm. And then she brought uh, Gizmo over to Craig as a peace offering, which was one. one of the best scenes of the entire season for me, personally. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think her storyline kind of extended out a little bit as well. But she definitely quieted down. There's something so great about, like, a woman who is just unapologetically just flawed. I, I kind of love that about her, that she's just like, God, I really don't want to be an asshole, but I, I just hate him, you know? Yeah. You can bleep that out, guess. Um, but she, I think she wants to sometimes have control over her anger or her feelings or whatever, but... She kind of just owns that this is who she is. That being said, um, she was so mean to Craig at the ball. Like, yeah. so unnecessary. It's just too much sometimes, you know? Yeah. I would hope that her anger stemmed a little bit more from something else rather than just from him sort of beating around the bush in that text, which was seemingly what she was upset over um, right. when he was – trying to tell her that he basically asked someone else to the ball. Right. Um, I, I would imagine something worse happened for her, for her to be provoked like that. But yeah, that was, that was like cold as ice. That was tough. But was I think in the reunion, they, they really go at it. Cause Craig was on the guest bar tender on Andy Cohen's show. I think one of the nights after the reunion and he's, he basically was like, yeah, I don't think she's ever going to talk to me again after what we said last night. 
Wowzers. You know, and Craig is deeply flawed. Like, <laughs> well, no, deeply, deeply, deeply flawed. There's, there's, I've never understood either of them more than this season. Yes. Like, they were so ill-matched for each Correct. other. Correct. Yeah. You know, people break up and you're like, man, I really like them together. And then you see them separately and you're like, Oh, Goo. they should never have been together. Right. It's like that. Like, like he is absolutely a half-formed person. Like, I don't even know he, his house. Like, I just, I can't even understand those, those, those pillows, his pillow taste. I mean, I just, yeah. it's all so alarming. And then also, just. Cameron trying to keep her S together with those pillows. It was amazing. Just phenomenal. It was great. Let her try to finish her thought. Sorry, sorry. Like the castles and everything. Oh, she was like, man. oh, God. Um, but also, she is mean. Like, Naomi is mean and she is yeah. not supportive. Like, so, you know, it's just, I could see both sides. Yeah. Correct. And so that's why it's so much better for all of us, entertainment wise and then just sanity wise, that they're not together anymore. Um, go back to the pillows real quick. What was your favorite crappy pillow? Or your favorite reaction by Cameron in that house scene? Whatever that like... Really quickly, everybody. Cindy would, like... I, you would have done the exact same thing or more if you saw a house like that. Oh, God. Yeah. And I think most people would. I but, would have even sat down on that couch, for starters. Good for Cameron. Or drank out of that glass. Right. Um, I think my favorite one was the... Whatever one with, like, a French scene setting and then like a little banner of words or something that Cameron held up. I also like the tassels. Oh, you mean the one that she called special? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, goes, well, that's a set. That goes with a blanket. Oh, yeah. That was like, it's part what? of the set. That's why I chose it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Craigie. Oh, yeah. Craigie, Craigie. I did still spend one second on it, but of course, Craig was three weeks late and like 9,000 ideas short for the break of a lifetime from Pat to do. I mean, the lady makes cat calf, cat or dog caftans. Like, you could have given her any kind of effort and you had a shot. And he literally did no work. Said, I'll be over an hour. Showed up six hours later. And then he was pissed that she was like, sorry, dude, we got to table this. <laughs> the, the work, quote unquote, that he brought her, the photoshopped dog face floating with like a pink or blue background. Yeah. I I was appalled. I, I wouldn't. Can I ask a question, though? Is there yeah. a chance now that that has been aired publicly that in an ironic hipster kind of way, that crap might catch on? Or is it just so bad? I mean, I think if hipsters were interested in Southern mm. Charm, they are. So where's the market? Like, what? I don't even think market. I'd buy that for you guys as a gag gift. I'd buy you a caftan, maybe, as a gag gift. Yeah. And I would appreciate that. You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I also asked Dan during during the episode when I could enter my caftan phase, and he was like, "Oh God, is that a possibility?" <laughs> I think I think you got. I think you need to get at least one, if not both, your children off like into college, like out of the house most of the time. Like I feel like you need to become a lady of leisure, which means you can't be like an active mom of young children. Says the guy with no children and never going to be a mother. But anyway, that's my hot take. That's where I'm living. You do what you do. I'm just trying to help Dan out. You don't want to have a caftan wife before it's too, you know, like before it's time. Also, caftans don't really play in West Philly, but you know, I think I'm going to try to make it work. Speaking of ironic and hipsters, yeah, ironic hipsters. You could just start the caftan craze in West Philly. That'd be dope, AF. Buy yourself a Paps Blue Ribbon mesh hat, too, while you're at it. Oh, boy. Or better yet, get one from pundit Andrew Patterson. Boom! Roasted Andrew Patterson, if you're even listening. Oh, my God. All right, sorry. We're off the rails. Um, I wrote this one way too early, too. But let's just give you guys a chance. I mean, I think I know your answers now, too. Good go good Lord, this episode answered every question I had pre-show. Favorite moment scene of the season? Cindy, I'll start with you since Dara's taking a drink. Um, oh God, I need to think about this one for a second. All right, Dara, I'll Back start with Dara. you. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, the best line of the season was the last line of the season, which is going to be hard to deliver the impact in a family-friendly Let's podcast. Let's try to do it in a way. But so, it was, 
Do you want me to try to feed you the line and you can give back to me, but like in a nice way? Yeah. Okay. So I believe Ashley's line for like the ninth time was, I'll pray for you. You'll be in my prayers. Yes. And Catherine said, pray for yourself, you effing C-word. <laughs> <laughs> and then they fade to black. Is there a better way to end any show ever? No. <laughs> Executive producer Andy Cohen, producer Whitney, whatever. Blah, 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 yeah, yeah. Smith. <laughs> I bow down to you. It was so great. Genius. Yeah, I don't uh, think anything can top, like... The close very... second was, uh, was Craig. <laughs> What's wrong with my pillows? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite line of the season, I think, is to come, which we saw... We, we, <laughs> We watched I was the just gonna say it. Oh, you do it. You do it. You have it. Go ahead. <laughs> so we were watching the previews for the reunion. Have you seen that yet? No. So I think it just came out today. And um, it was Craig and Naomi fighting. And Craig was like, um, she, I don't know. She, she said something. I'll try to feed you the line. Yeah. She said <laughs> something like, well, you were like such a, so mean to me on Instagram. And then Craig says... That's because you posted a picture of your new boyfriend with my damn cat. <laughs> Funny because you're ostensibly a red-blooded human being. Two, it's not your cat. Three. Gizmo's her cat. It's her cat. Gizmo is a part of him, though. I mean. Yeah. Before, it highlights the existential connection between Gizmo and Craig, which is undeniable. Season four wheelbarrow gardening scene. Boom. Anyway, that is my favorite line, too, besides the one that you said, Dara. I like the role play there. That was fun. Do a little, you know, I liked it. I got to, and I got to play both Naomi and Ashley, who both dressed the exact same for the ball. So I feel good. I only need one costume. All right, let's keep moving. Guys, is it time to give Shep a break? From, not like from the show completely, but like, can I, can, I'm not going to watch it. We're going to run it back for a sixth time with, Doing shots and wearing American flag hats and being handsy with the ladies. Like, come on. I like his and Kevin's relationship, though. That was a nice breakthrough. I pre I appreciated that towards the end of the season. And I don't want to see him on another dating show, for sure. Um, but I, I like his role within the group kind of as that peacemaker, Catherine ally, slash, like, maybe kind of love interest. Because um, apparently they had an interlude like in the not so far past. Um, Catherine and Shep. and Shep. Okay, if they were dating seriously or quasi seriously, that could be interesting. Dara, what do you think? Yeah, I think you need like Shep is the white the white noise of the of the group. Like you have to have him in the background. He's a, a part of the fabric of the show. Yeah, he is like what the show is about. You know, like that type of person, that type of lifestyle. So I think you need him, and I think he plays off of everyone else really well. Yeah. I didn't like the storyline where he was, like, the drunk, like, he was sleeping all day, and that wasn't my favorite. That doesn't help anybody. Yeah, I think we need to move past his, like, dating lifestyle. Like, none of us care. Like, we know every trick you you have. We know all of it. Yeah. And, like, you get 38, and then you get 39, and then you get 40, and then, like, we've already seen the T-Rab roller coaster. We don't care. Like, we don't care. Like, right. I like sweet Shep buying Catherine corn dogs on the pier. That's Damn. great. That's the Shep I would love to see more of. What did you ladies think of my solution to put Shep on below deck as maybe the host of one of those charters and see what happens there? What a genius idea. I couldn't give that a more thumbs up likes in the text chain. Like, I wanted to give it the exclamation point like, the thumbs up like, the heart like. There you I go. Need- I think instead of giving Shep like another one of his own shows or whatever, I, do a crossover? I think he should be a crossover star on se- – because I, I, like, to your point, I think Dara said it, Cindy agreed. It's not necessarily worse when he's around. It just sucks when he's the focal point. Yeah. But if like I'm watching – Get him on Vanderpump Rules. Right. Like if yeah. Shep walks in and like adds this little Sheppiness to it, okay, that was a better episode. Should Joao be on the boat with him? Is my question. Well, I know that I know how you feel about Joao. I, 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 I know how Daniel Bryan feels about Joao. Oh, he already answered. <laughs> he answered. 
seething in the background. <laughs> well, we don't like Chihuahua. I actually not. By the way, Dan, I know you can hear me not only live right now, but also if you hopefully listen to this with your kids on vacation. Uh, I now know who Joao is, and I totally agree with you, man. Yeah, he's the biggest creep in the whole world. <laughs> Blanket statement. What's good is you've been able to get your your first time answer, which was which was you know on the spot, to a much more concise answer this time around, and get the exact same result. <laughs> I've, had, I've had a month of practice. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm <laughs> fantastic. Great to hear Dan O'Brien's voice on a little Southern Charm time. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, guys, what are we going to do with Cameron in season six? Is she going to come back stronger? Uh, are we going to see more of Jason? We Wait, Jason. All right, my bad. Jason. Yes, that was in my show notes, but. Jason Iceman, or Ice. Jason Ice Wimberly. Ice. Jason Ice Wimberly, which I thought was the coolest nickname, and then you guys schooled me and were like, it's in case of emergency. Gavin yeah, knew like, that. I didn't know that. I thought that too. I'm like, what a weird nickname. A lot, of people, I, a lot of people I work with, like their husband or wife comes up as Ike, you know, Frank Ice, you know. And so I had to learn the hard way too, but now I know. Um, yeah, that was cool. He came on, in, on FaceTime at the ball. Do you feel like, I feel like that was him kind of dipping his toe in the water. Like, yeah. do I... Yeah. It wasn't even like this? an in-person appearance. It was on the phone. Right. So maybe we see more of Jason in season six. Although I feel like every season we end saying that. So I don't know. But we but, actually saw his face this time. True. Yes. Do we see Baby? Does Palmer come on? Great question. I think the best way for Jason to get on in a way that is like probably okay for him and his profession and everything else is probably as like the dad of a baby that he's holding, bringing around. Right. He can't be tussling at the at the ball, but he could be like fun time dadding it around. That's yeah. cool. Right, and their their child will be more of like a toddler type next year. You know, you know. So when they when they film, the baby will be mobile. You know. Yeah, potentially sure. agile, potentially hostile. So, like, the chasing around of the baby will probably involve some more, like, shots of, you know what I mean? So it'll be good. Her Instagram <laughs> posts have been pretty amazing lately. Yeah. So I feel like as, like, the dad chasing around his, his like, 18-month-year-old, they got a shot there. Um, all right. Let's see. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is a new question. But you know how at the beginning of the show this year, they had the lady who sings the theme song do a lot more like, do ba do scattle that do do he's got the bit of bow. How do we feel about slowed that? Slowed it down. Yeah, they slowed it down and really gave it its due. <laughs> do we feel good about that? Made it feel a lot, a lot more dramatic. Ba-ba-doo. <laughs> <laughs> Very classy. Very elegant. They added more lyrics. They added more lyrics. Who knew the song had like a second verse? It's kind of like the Friends theme song. You know how like the Friends theme song was like, you know, it's immortal. But remember, right. it was actually a radio hit for like a hot second. Yeah. And you had to listen yeah. to the second verse and you're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or the lost verse of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know, like it was like, like oh, this is too long. Let's just go with two verses, you know. Right. And we can all recite those two verses, but whatever. And maybe it was three, four, you know, three verses instead of four. But regardless, we're learning more about the Southern Charm song now, which I kind of like. Yeah, me yeah. too. I a deep dive on that lady like yeah they've been giving her a lot of work lately it's great you must be thrilled who knows yeah i know she's happy about it okay last pre-canned question (laughs) before we maybe get into some things we might have missed t-raff is fired from southern charm as of very recently in terms of the show being over and stuff uh guys what were your initial thoughts upon learning that dare i mean you know He's a he's a garbage person, so you know I think it's probably you know long overdue. But that being said, where are we going to go from here? Him and Catherine and Ashley this season, him, Catherine and Landon in previous seasons. Like I just they're the kind of linchpins of the show. So I don't know. We were talking about last night. Who are who's going to be the new? The new, I don't need a new T-Raff. I don't need a new no, T-Raff. No, we got plenty I, of those in spades. But I mean, like, where's gonna, where's the drama going to come from? Right. I don't know. Did he really officially get fired? Yeah, he was fired from the show. Yeah, I think he was. I think once like, the, those indictments came down, they were like... I, I feel like, and I can't <clears throat> quite pinpoint this, that I, I initially read that, but then I read something else that, like, 
not he hadn't been fired. They were just reviewing his, you know, Con- actions or conduct or whatever. Uh, I don't know. So more like a censure type thing than like yeah. a clean break. They also timed it right after the episode. Like the announcement of that came out right after the ferry scene where like he was like in Chelsea's face. And, you know, that was some real which anger. was a really good time to like let it out there because one, he was in the news for all the wrong reasons in present time. Two, they had a show in which he was yelling at a woman who was not a love interest, like in a very, you know, terrible, terrible way. And then three, they were like, yeah, he's fired or he's suspended or whatever. So I read it as he was fired. But as you guys have all come to learn, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. It comes up germ. He also seems like the worst boyfriend. I mean, he never stands up never. for his for lady, anyone. whoever it is. Whoever. He's so self-serving. I mean, not that any of this is surprising, but it's just tasteless. He's tasteless. Well, mm, Speaking of tasteless, sub-question. What did you think of the, the latest gift that wasn't a wedding ring that he gave to Ashley tonight? The engraved locket. So... I screamed and I was like, what is she, 10? And Dan goes, well, I guess I'll put away the gift that I got. <laughs> you know, Lockett would be a nice gift for a 14-year-old who is like making her bar mit- bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah, correct. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just a strange gift for an adult lady. Yeah. Especially when you gave her like an old lady bracelet like two weeks earlier. He's old though. He is like, you know. And especially when all she does is wants to marry him and it's monogrammed with her own initials. Oh my God. Picked up that. Little, little bit of subtext there. That's a good burn. <laughs> Subtweet. Cindy Harrington. <laughs> Harren Sai. At Harren C. Harren C. Harren C. But it's, I say Harren C. Oh, anyway. We disagree on We disagree that. on how, how, twin, <laughs> how you pronounce Cindy's Twitter handle. I would call it Harren C. <laughs> <laughs> I have other people that call it that too. Yeah. Harren well, I like Harinci is probably the most fanatic. So if y'all want to follow Cindy on Instagram, it's at Harinci. Dara, I don't think I've ever asked you for your Twitter handle. You want to give it out to the people? Ooh, to the people. Twitter handle. I don't know what it is, but uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. we'll, we'll post it up. We'll post it up when I when I tweet this out, folks. Follow Dara. Follow follow Cindy. Follow Harinci. Yeah, that's definitely your new nickname. <laughs> oh boy, Cindy Ice Harrington. All right, final oh, stuff. Oh wait. It's at, at Dara underscore O. I love it. <laughs> Crack awesome. research team of your own tonight, Dara. Unbelievable. It's baller. Two R's, that's two R's and an H at the end. D-A-R-R-A-H underscore O for breaking tweets. To, uh, for example, last night I tweeted at the Philadelphia Water Department uh, inquiring about some construction that they had going on that I needed an answer to. So, you know, it's very exciting stuff. Did they get back to you? They did. See? Wow. That's like the time that Cindy Harinci <laughs> added uh, Iceland, Icelandic air, and uh, they were able to, to book us uh, on the longest, worst flight of our life. But at least they got us <laughs> off the continent of Europe when we needed to get off the continent of Europe. We were so, stranded in the Copenhagen airport. <laughs> <laughs> we saw, quick side story. Tweeting is effective. Tweeting is effective. Very. It is. Quick side story. So right before we got on this flight of doom, <laughs> speaking of doom, we hear this crash, <laughs> and it's this very young, well-dressed, fairly attractive like Louis Vuitton bag, young woman who had crashed onto a table and then onto the floor. I think she actually crashed into the window. And no one was around her. She just fell on her own. And then Cindy went over, because Cindy's, you know, a medical professional, and then there was like a puddle around her, and I'm like, oh my God, this lady's bleeding, blah, blah, blah. but it was clear, so she urinated herself. And then all the cops came. And she they, also was bleeding. She was, was bleeding from her face because she broke her nose broke on the window nose. or table. And that bleeds a lot. But um, but then she basically got arrested for being publicly intoxicated and they took her to the drug tank. Oh, my God. I this guess. is right before we left Denmark. It was unbelievable. It was crazy. It was a Catherine. <laughs> That's not nice, Dan. <laughs> Dan did think and... This is this is maybe incendiary to say it's been a very pro Catherine pod, but both of us last night thought Catherine seemed slightly off at the ball. Is that I thought that as well. I actually didn't say that out loud. I wonder if it's medication though and not necessarily like 
Um, yeah. I think she could knowingly go into that type of situation like half in the bag. There were probably also nerves related to the Pat conversation. True. Nerves related to the fact that I don't know how much pre-show work they do relative to the extenuous, you know, extensive strenuous. and strenuous work that we do here at the Filibuster Freestyle for our pre-show meetings. But if they had tipped her off, like, yeah, you're going to talk to Pat for the first time in five years tonight, and Ashley's probably going to try to try you. Right. You know, she might have been like, all right, I'm going to take a Valium. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like something, to, you know, like, or, or, or more importantly, something prescribed, like not like, you know, in an illicit right. way. Like, yeah. And that might have made her a little bit off too. I also think she's a socially awkward. Mm -hmm. I think sure. she has been, you know, obviously abusing different substances over the years to have those type of interactions with people. So now that she's clean and sober mm. and this is kind of her first bigger event of yeah. that nature, I think she's just maybe a little bit awk. Okay. As well, but I also had that same thought because I was like, she's just talking a lot and all, kind of all over the place. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, we have one thing left to do, but if anybody has anything that they really want to get in, copious notes wise or otherwise, um, things you notice, things like that, feel free. Or if we finish and you want to get them in, please do. But for those of you who don't watch the show but just want us to tell you what happened, which is a really strange thing, but spoiler alert, how do we get to that last line that Dara uttered? How do we get to that three, five-minute fight, you know, landing spot 2.0? Our boy Austin decided that as everybody was talking about a rumor that apparently another phrase for polo rat or somebody who hangs around rich old polo guys would be high-end lady of the evening escort. You know, a million names for that profession. Oldest profession in the world. <laughs> profession. As related to T-Rad's girlfriend, Ashley. And then Austin, the guy with no job, as we decided or discussed earlier, goes around, goes to cat, goes to T-Rad's face and says, hey, do you hear about this rumor everybody's talking about? The ball? That your lady friend's a polo rat? We're just going to use polo rat because I feel like that's the most fair one to use. Um... You guys follow this step closer than me. Bombshell for you when you found out that rumor. Have we learned anything about that rumor being true or false? What do you got for me? Anybody? Anything? I saw, I, I read about it on some, um, like, I, it was a leaked thing on some of those reality websites. Yeah. Like, oh, comes out in the finale that Ashley's a polo rat. Um, and... That's the name of, her biography is going to be called Polo Rat. It has to be, right? <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, I think Dad. it's one of those things that it's like, you know, I don't think she's an actual escort. Um, yeah. But is she somebody who hangs around polo clubs looking to meet a rich man? Yes. Probably. Right. So if you use the term Polo Rat as that, then the answer is absolutely. Then the answer is absolutely. I don't think that she... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess in a way she's being paid, paid by Thomas, but they are in a relationship. It's not like they're not. Correct. You know? And there are a lot of people out there who, for, you know, whatever. Did you guys see the thing I sent you today on Twitter? I did not. No. It's um, like a, a note that was sent, I believe, to Catherine and said she actually was, am I just using the term polo rat? Polo rat. She was a polo rat in Vegas when she was like from ages 21 to 26 or something okay. while she was going to nursing school. Well, I'm not going to... that's how she paid for it. Mm. And well, you know, and that's one of those things there where like that's pre-reality show. Yeah. That's trying to get your degree. Like, listen, it, I'm not trying to knock anybody's hustle. Like, you know, like if, you know, I'm not saying, you know, my, my point is we I don't know. know we don't true. know that. We don't know this that. Alleged. And I'm... Do you guys remember that show on HBO um, about the, um, <laughs> the, like the bunny house? Yeah, 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 the, the, um, yeah. The, the bunny ranch, I think it was called. The bunny ranch. Bunny it was ranch. a show on HBO. A lot of those girls were putting themselves through school too. So yeah. you know. And in the state of Nevada, not so much in Las Vegas, but in the state of Nevada, it happens to be the one place where that profession is is you know on the books, at least in some places. Right. Wow, right. this, this this show is making us all put our real life jobs in the line too. This is amazing. <laughs> We're all going to be polar rats of the government on welfare soon because we all are going to lose our jobs when I post this. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Wait, we didn't talk about the return of Jay Snow. Okay, let's do that real quick. I don't know if I have much to say about it. She returned. Where the hell was she? I don't know. 
Jennifer Snowden. Taking care of her Didn't child. even know that was her last name. She looks good. I'm going to unfollow her on Instagram, I think. I, I, I don't know why I started following her. I think I was like interested to have, know how that child was yeah. doing stuff. And, you know, my heart goes out to her, certainly. But she's always on the wrong side of every argument. Yeah, and she is. Like, I think we're, I don't think we're simpatico, Jennifer yeah. Snowden. She's got Thomas, Thomas must have something really deep on her for her to like keep defending that and yeah. then to be in court, you know, when she was subpoenaed for yeah. that case. He's, yeah. He's got something good on her. Yep. Anyways. It's good speculation there too. I just wanted to add that in. Um, oh man, I had something that came up to me about the, the oh, okay, here's my last question for you guys. And, and again, this is, the theme of the night is me asking questions before I know the answers to something and then the answer is very evident. But we don't. We haven't seen the reunion show yet, and you guys know we're coming back in a few weeks or whenever they air these things to do a reunion show recap. I mean, gosh darn it, we have to. Three parter. Definitely going to be a three parter, just based on what I saw. Let alone what Andy Cohen knows. <laughs> Let's just say, we, for sake of argument, that it's 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 a very normal and but. but so hard to talk about Ashley, man. She's a, she's just, nothing about her is normal. But let's <laughs> let's say it goes in a way where she could potentially come back next year. Does she come back next year? Do we see her on Bravo ever again, or is this going to be her swan song? I just I don't know how she comes back without Tira. Yeah, he's a character, but not a character. You know where she meets with JD, or she meets you know Whitney for coffee, or. I don't know. So maybe in that way, she's like a sub character, but I can't see her being in, on the show in any real way if he's not. Yeah. But are they still together? Yeah. Oh, they are yeah. still together. Yeah. Oh, he must be miserable. And again, I don't feel bad for T-Rav, but just seeing that relationship and just seeing those pre- those, those two people are actually pretty toxic on their own. But this is one of those situations where it's like, let's put two toxic people together and let them sort it out. It's like, they're both going to be a worse version of themselves being together. So true. Yeah. Which isn't good for anybody because they're both not great folks or at least stable folks as it is. That's true. And there are those poor kids we got to think about. I mean, my only real hope is that maybe Catherine gets 100% custody of those kids. Same. Yeah. Same. Hope so too. Well, there we are. Cust- back at the end, custody battles. Mic drop, America. <laughs> 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 Dara, on a brighter note, where is the O'Brien family going for uh, the next few days for vacation? Where are you guys heading? We are going to the Jersey Shore, um, but not the South Jersey Shore, the North Jersey Shore, Seabright, New Jersey. Our good friends have a house there, and they're in the Outer Banks, and we're dog-sitting their dogs, so we're dog-sitting at their beach house, which is it's win-win for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Sharing the love. I like it. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. What about you guys? What are you doing? Well, my vacation's ending, um, but but I'm, but I will be back. Not that anybody's going to be around for it. But I've got to work this next week coming up. I've been off for the better part of the last two. Cindy starts tonight, but it goes for like the next two weeks. So where are you going, Cindy? Anywhere? Are you just hanging out? So next weekend, I am going to the lovely island of Nantucket, and I'm doing the Nantucket Triathlon down there as a fundraiser for Mass General, uh, which will be fun, and Gab's going to come. I'm going to come for that, and then we're going to, you know, chill. Actually, with Uncle Mike on Cape Cod. Nice. Yeah. Can't beat Uncle Mike on Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. I mean, not Cape Cod again, on Nantucket. Nantucket. Yeah. And then we're probably going to swing through Cape Cod and get a mudslide at the chart room for everybody who can't have one. Because, I mean, I haven't had one yet this year. In 2018, I haven't had a chart room mudslide yet. And that's got to change, gosh darn it. Totes. Do you guys know the only... Send it to me. The, I will. I'll, I'll gram it and I'll send it to you personally because we're friends. Uh, we're not just co-workers on the Philibus Freestyle. We're actually friends in real life too. Um, but yeah... Uh, Chart room mudslides. Oh, I was going to say, here's my last point. The only time in my entire life that I say gosh darn it is when I'm hosting the filibuster freestyle. <laughs> that's a little in- that's special. A little inside baseball. I don't <laughs> you typically ever utter that. Sometimes at work, too. But we all know what I mean. We do. We do. Indeed. What I mean is, you'll be in my prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, I hope I never see you again on Bravo after the reunion, of course. Can't wait to see that. Dara, stick around for a minute and catch up. Everybody else, enjoy 
what will likely be some some semblance of your summer vacation is the freestyle. Check us out on philbuffsfreestyle.com. Please, for God's sake, subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. We really need to override the person who wrote it's an obnoxious waste of time, but great name, though. We really need to override that so people can find the show. Um, oh, that's real. It's a thing. It's a thing that I, happened. I'm going to make it my mission to override that. Please, I, tell I, your friends, if they even like your appearances, to subscribe and leave a review and just give us enough five stars or four stars to override the one one star, which is definitely a, a hate rating, but a great Thank evisceration. God. A great evisceration. Of this podcast. <laughs> hey, if we can't laugh at ourselves, we, who can we laugh at? All right, everybody, enjoy yourselves. Dara, stick around for a minute. Ladies and gents, a little little extra bonus footage here. We left out one key key line. Uh, Naomi's date slash friend, Wilson, uh, was talking about the fiasco of everybody calling Ashley a polar rat at the ball. And he said something to the effect of... I'm going to change the name. Uh, you know the night, the evening's not going well for you if the whole party is talking about how you're a polo rat. Exactly. <laughs> and now we're done for real. Bye.